Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Welcome to Rooster and the Devil on a Tuesday night coming at you hot. We're excited after week two of the Premier League. We sure are, Brad. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm not laughing at you. Man, we only got we only got 36 match match days left. Don't mm-hmm. think about it that way. Uh uh-uh. uh, I refuse. I want to be balls deep, eyes in front of me. Premier League season. I care about nothing else in this entire world. Not even Jim's newborn baby that's squealing into the microphone right now. Yeah, we're we're gonna try really hard to make this happen, but mom needed mom needed the Just evening to give- so. Just to give him uh, the, the listeners a visual real quick, J- uh, Jimmy's got this yellow baby carrier on, and uh, he's got, what is she, four weeks, five weeks? She, uh, yeah, she'll be a month uh, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, she's she was, crying uh, because Pogba She was like, she was like super chill. Uh, yeah, she, she's not a Pogba P- uh, PK fan. She's more of a Rashford fan herself. Okay. Uh, I want to say too, it's uh, it's pretty great. Just side note that the prem has it's spread over. I guess the NFL does as well, but no, it doesn't. Two nights, uh, two days, but the prem with the Monday games, it's kind of fun because you have that little bonus on the end. You forget about, you go to work, and then you're like, oh yeah, there's a game on today. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why I was. I was sitting there watching on Monday, and I was like, like texting, and I was like. It's like, man, they're not like really responding immediately. And I was like, oh, that's right. I'm off on paternity leave and everyone else is at work. So, huh. That's right. We have our, our youngest uh, Rooster and the Devil Man United fan here with us today. And we were talking a little bit about the fact that there's been some whining from United fans. I heard it from, uh, I have to give a shout out to Art Voice, our buddy uh, from Jersey, who said that he watched the highlights and saw the Pogba penalty. So I, I forgot to give him shit for being a United fan and only watching. But then again, it is during a work day. But, Jimmy, maybe you could give us an overview of, of the match because I know you watched a lot of it. I only caught bits and pieces in between meetings. Um, but what, what did you see? I know there's a great Neves goal and obviously the penalty, but what did you see as far as the game goes? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the first half, um, at, at one point, like 30, 30, 30, 40 minutes into the first half, they uh, United had something like 73% possession. You know, they had created a few opportunities, but nothing really good. You know, Wolves are pretty uh, pretty well-shaped defensively, so they weren't giving up a lot of opportunities, but there were uh, a few. Um, and actually, right before Martial's goal, uh, he had an opportunity that went right across the front of the goal. Um, I think it was Bali that uh, uh, got in front of him. But, you know, uh, the goal, Who obviously, that from Martial. Who Martial? Martial. Martial. Yes, yeah. Right, Edge right of the box. The yeah, yep. beautiful pass. Beautiful pass in. Quick, quick one touch, I think. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. And, if they, they kind of talked about it on the broadcast, but really the whole thing was set up by Luke Shaw's run. Like, he opened up everybody because as soon as he took off, you know, he'll do that a couple times a game where, you know, he'll just do a marauding run forward 
and defenses start to account for that. Well, you know, the defense, uh, Connor Cody had to kind of pinch outside on the Luke Shaw run, which allowed Marshall to slip in right behind, um, you know, one-time shot, uh, fantastic placement. Um, it was a great goal. It was first, what a first sweet half, finish. Yeah. Um, you know, second actually, half, Wolves. Go ahead. I, I did catch the game. I was watching on my phone in my cubicle and kind of just like listening, watching, but it did seem like Man United had complete control of the first half. They absolutely like no did. real wolves chances, right? Not a no, lot of shots I, on goals. I don't. I don't think they had a single shot on goal. I could be wrong, but nothing. Nothing of any consequence. But second half, they came out. They pushed hard uh, early, created a bunch of opportunities, uh, and then, uh, like I said, like I said, the Nevis goal was just outstanding. Like world world class finish. Like Dirt. there's nothing you can do about that. It was so filthy. Oh. Um, it was a great goal. Take nothing away from him there. Um, he had you know, such a little window for that little one-two step fucking shot. Perfect. You've well, seen, did, uh, have you seen the pictures of De Gea's hand and like the angle he had? And there's just mm-hmm. no way that should have been a goal. It was beautiful. No, it was fantastic. They put up a stat that I think Nevis has scored 13 Premier League goals and 10 of them have been outside the box um, since he came in last year, which is just an out- yeah. outrageous stat. Um <laughs> So yeah, he's uh he's definitely a good long uh, long ball finisher, but um you know I don't think Nevis had that great of a game. You had excellent chances all game long. You had you had shots at it, like second half. What were yeah. your good looks? Yeah. Do you remember? Not specifically. Uh, you know I I was more on the back foot. You know the especially the first twenty minutes. Um, I think the highlights to me in the second half. Obviously, Pogba's uh, PK, and we can, you know talk more about that in in general. But he made a just a really good, you know, Pogba run where he uh, kind of muscles off the guys. And, you know, the defender that took him down really didn't complain. Uh, it, it was clearly a foul. Um, but Pogba earned it. You know, he'd, he'd beaten two guys right before then. He probably would have scored. So when it came time to take the PK, um, yes, I think high picture, Man United needs to have a designated PK taker. But in the fact that they don't in that situation, I don't. Uh, I don't fault Pogba for asking to take it. I don't fault Rashford for letting him take Absolutely it. You know, not. and and I think that what what's lost on all this is it really wasn't that bad of a PK shot. Like it was low, it was driven to the side, and Patricio made it's the right nice choice. And made he made a great save. So I think that people are shitting more on the fact that he like they quote unquote missed it when really everyone should be talking about what a good save it was. There was Patricio. nothing wrong with that penalty strike. It was no. hard, fast, and low. Like. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was a great save. You know, it's save. interesting. Uh-huh. Media, this is why the media is the devil. Um, I did not see the penalty at all. I still haven't even seen a highlight. And my impression is that he airmailed it over just from the commentary. Like it was some horribly no. taken penalty. Was, so that just shows you how the media works. Two or three feet off the ground heading towards the, the corner. It wasn't side netting. It wasn't that like that far accurate, but it was heading towards the, the corner. And... And Patricio, you know, like, you know, sometimes you see goalkeepers just commit, and he, he did. He fully committed. Uh, he was there, put his hand up, like, strong hand to make that save. It was off one hand. Yep. So, um, I, you know, I'm not upset and with that at all. And it was up a little, too. That save yeah. was – yeah, You're not going to see a save like that. Not too often. often. And and then the whole, like, you know, we are living in a VAR world. You look back at it, and you're like, God. oh, what if the keeper came off the line? He didn't. His back foot was on the line, thank God. Like – because honestly, like I would have been upset for Wolves had he yeah. made that save and he was like, you know, an inch off the line and they called it back for something like that. I would have been upset about that. Like I wouldn't have felt yeah, good. Yeah, VAR should stay off the goal line like that. Fuck yeah. it for that reason. 
Yeah, so, but I mean, so, the, you know, in the midst of PK and um, the other highlights for me were, you know, Mason Greenwood, second game in a row, getting a sub on. Mason he, Greenwood! Mason Greenwood. He didn't really do a whole lot, but uh, I like that he's getting game time. Um, I'm happy for him in that sense. When did so. they put him in, Jim? Uh, he didn't make it until the like 86th minute. Um, him Still, and, though. Um, who else came on with him? Him and uh, Andreas Pereira both came in at the same time in the 86th minute. They waited late to make subs. You know, both teams did. I don't think Mata came on first for Lingard, I want to say in the 80th minute. So, um, mm, you know, they, play, they played the starters for, for quite a bit. I'm I'm excited to get out of there. You know, considering what Wolves did to us last season, to go into the Molyneux, come out with a point, they're, they're a tough ask at home. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we got the point and we can move on. It's fun, too. I know I was, uh, I've been reading a lot about Oliver Skip and the fact that Pochettino's putting him in. Like, he put him into a 2-2, you know, tie at the time in, like, the 85th. Same same situation as Mason Greenwood, and, you know, Skip is 18. So it's fun to see these young players even put into tough situations, and that's on the road in your case as well, um, away from home. And that's, that's awesome. I know Greenwood's someone you've been uh, appropriately and reasonably hyping up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, uh, you know, I, I know United has been big for a long time. We've bought lots of big players, but also it's always cool to see, like, you know, one of our own come through. Um, you know, recently it hasn't been a lot, but, you know, like Rashford obviously is one that, you know, I have a lot of affinity for because he was a homegrown. I, I, I like to see those type of players come through, and I think that Man United could go a long way to actually bettering the club and its health if they started doing that instead of just throwing cash at players. Um, so that, no doubt. Unbe- unbeaten after two I don't think you Considering your track record recently against Wolves as well mm-hmm. taking, in, taking into account I don't think you When you and look you at it as a whole Chelsea in the first game Yeah we did but Chelsea doesn't exactly impress anybody either I don't know They look they look pretty good to me the last two times I've watched them good they, play, they, they played better they against Liverpool They came out on fire against Leicester They did Um that first they couple drew. minutes, they looked unbeatable. I thought that they, they they could have put like four goals in the first ten minutes, and then all of a sudden the game evened out. They drew, no? They drew yes. one one yep. with Leicester. Yeah, Leicester nice. actually Leicester Holistic. actually should have won that game in the in the second half. Leicester had uh, the the um, you know everyone was talking about like the first the first game and then the first half of that Chelsea game how Leicester's offense was just sputtering, but they, that second half they came out and created a ton of opportunities. They They're they should. They should have won that. Uh, yeah. Leicester should have won that game, I think. Um, cool but, kids. Uh, Pulisic did not play great. little shout-out to USMNT. But I, Mason Mount did have a de- debut goal. He did. Uh, first first Premier League goal. You don't like um, Mason Mount? I like him. Well, Mason Mount was the subject of my last week's rant that now I can't get to because he scored a goal. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Frankie go- has a little... Uh, predisposition towards this player correct yeah. correct yeah whatever uh yeah. i will say i like pulisic i think that you know long run he'll be good but um you know the the first two times i've seen him he i wouldn't say out of his depth i think he's just he's adapting okay. yeah he's always well, just adapting he feel like I, I think he's it'll go a long way you know this season to you know figuring out tactically where he should be and you know, sometimes he looked a little, little out of it, and I think he's yeah. used to the physicality too. So I think he'll. But I still, flashes of brilliance, yeah. especially moving forward. Skill. He's His so skill fast fantastic. on the ball. Yeah. He had a nice assist to Giroud, Giroud during the uh, Super Cup. Beautiful assist. Mm-hmm. He drew in like three, four defenders and 
right through. Got pummeled into the ground. Yep. He falls like he gets hit a lot because he's a little he's, reckless with his body. He's small. Well, he's a little dude. Yeah, yeah. he's a little dude. But he goes like he's like Dwayne Wade when he was younger, just like full speed ahead all the time. It's like he's got to learn a little uh, brake pedal, I think. Well, I think he'll do better against more talented teams. Like I think you know when you're talking about like skill on skill games. Uh, now when they come up against a team like Burnley, which is a bunch of big bruising ogres, as our friend Matt Bale will put them. I think he's gonna have a hard time because physically they can take him out of a game. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Indeed. So other results of note, uh, we probably should reference Jimmy's uh, Premier League pool pick of the Blades in getting their first victory in many years uh, in the Premier League. Exciting for them, yeah. Sheffield United. Sheffield United, yes. One of the original founding members of the Premier League back in 1992. Very cool. Tell us more about them. They've only been in the league six seasons since then, wow. but uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't spend a lot of money. I don't like obviously um, nobody's favorites as far as like staying up this year, but exciting to see them get a win. I you know, I think that they played you know pretty interesting football. That haven't been said. I, I think Crystal Palace is in a lot of trouble. They looked like I don't know. They just looked abjectly terrible, un, uninterested. Yeah, just they didn't look good. So I think that Crystal when was the last Palace time they were relegated? They've been in the league for quite a while. Now. They've been hanging on, man. The last, yeah. Since I started watching, they just somehow find a way to avoid it each year. Yep. Yeah, I think they've only had like one, like what you'd say, like successful season. I think they were like sniffing around like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. But yeah, they and they are. Good... Yeah, it was fantastic for them, really. Yeah, but then also two in that relegation zone, or very early on, of course. But Newcastle also looks like shit. Who lost to Norwich City with Timu? Pookie, fucking hat trick. Team Pookie. Another, another yes. uh, promoted squad. Norwich City getting a win. Canaries, baby. Canary power. And then Gosh, those Villa. uniforms are so ugly. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They're like comically ugly though. They're like yeah. it's like you just it's so far beyond character. ugly. You're like oh, I like it. <laughs> exactly. This exactly. is ridiculous. <laughs> their their mascot is oh. a canary. Oh, go Team Pookie. There was a, a video that I should have retweeted, but um, it was a drunk Newcastle fan after the game trying to steal, like, a canoe uh, in Norwich. I, oh, like, I saw it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> and he got, like, stuck, and someone just videotapes him, like, frantically trying to get back to the dock, and the boat's, like, tipping over. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Yep. His feet but, are uh, slipping out from underneath him on the water over and over again. He can't get close to the dock. Uh, we got to tweet that out. Tweet it it's at me. I feel like it. I feel like it's a perfect metaphor for what Newcastle's going to go through this season. Oh, they got to be bummed right now, huh? I mean, it was at Norwich, to be fair. Yeah, but they're bummed. They're starting bad. They're bad. Newcastle fans are already very cynical, too, I feel like, Jim. No? Well, yeah, and I don't think that anyone was pleased by the Steve Bruce hire. Um, I I think that something that people will forget, too, is, like, um, so we talk on this podcast about Sunderland, you know, a couple times. You know, I think we're... uh, quietly like yeah it goes Sunderland yeah. but uh, Sunderland Newcastle that rivalry is is huge especially in the north you know like it's it's massive and no one really crosses the line you know back or forth but Steve Bruce was a Sunderland coach before he came to Newcastle so Newcastle fans yeah. already didn't like him because he was he coached at Sunderland so I think that you know I think he was set up for failure short, and I think short that, rope and yeah. they loved Rafa Benitez they loved him oh well he was fantastic he like uh-huh. he yeah, fair or not, he was probably more of a coach than 
a club like that should should really be getting. And I think he liked Newcastle. I think he just wanted to be paid, and he should be because he's a good coach. But I like Rafa. Real quick before yeah. we move on from Norwich, Newcastle again. I shouted him out a couple episodes again, but Buendia, the Argentinian, twenty-two. He plays like a little, almost like a ten role. He's a winger, but the way that Norwich's offense goes, he's like the Ericsson of Norwich. He's fucking good. He had another another fantastic assist and. That player, he's not long for North City, I would guess. Buendia, good day. Keep an eye on him. Number 17, Norwich. I wonder if his name does mean good day. Good day, sir. Yeah. Probably does. Yeah. Maybe. Look it up, bro. All right, so, yeah. Anyone anyone else to mention? The last promoted squad while we're. So there's, promoted. there's, there's, you know, really as far as talking about results, there's one major match that we're just kind of like skirting around here. And of course. I, and I know, I'm sure that you know, being it was the bit like it was definitely the the premier match of the weekend as far as yeah. you know the two big teams, um, and especially big clubs, big in, clubs, in, both of them. Especially what happened in the game. Sorry. Let's uh, Sorry. let's <laughs> I want to I want to hear what you guys thought. Always trying to justify ourselves. I'll start. Then Brad can think about his answer because his will probably be more emotional and in depth. But, emotional uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, Man City is very scary. They're like a steamroller. The fact that Tottenham tied them two-two is incredible. If you look at the xG, it's like something three goals to point one. Nobody cares. That's a good thing about soccer. And all you stats nerds out there can't predict every fucking result. 2-2, one point away at the Etihad. That's nice for Tottenham. But I'd also like to say Kevin De Bruyne is the best, when healthy, is the best soccer player I've ever seen in my life. Thank you, because I know there's somebody else on this podcast that absolutely hates him. And I don't like Man City either, but that dude is very, very good. I can't He's believe incredible. how good he is at soccer. Yeah. His passes are just pinpoint. He never does anything wrong. <laughs> I swear to God, he's so good. He is the machine of Man City. Yeah, I'd say Silva team. is, yeah. but yeah, he's incredible. They're he's all incredible. good. That roster. They're all good. Insane. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Let's not forget. He's a good player on a very good squad. Yeah. But. Yeah, outstanding. A standing result, and uh, yeah, I, I don't have a good enough analogy for for what it's like to play Man City, especially at the Etihad. But uh, it's just it's just constant terror. I mean, they're just they're terror. they're so tight. Every position is good. Um, you have there's just no weaknesses, and and they're just they're just pummeling you, you know, the entire game, and you're they just trying to hang on for dear chances. life. Yeah, Hugo Hugo. Lloris scored. He he played the the game of his life. Like he yes, has some yeah. incredible, incredible saves. He's the only reason he they did. were in that game. He uh, did the the expression, Michael, and they use this in hockey too. Is uh, he stood on his head that game? Yes, perfect. Yeah, he he was outstanding. I think I think we should feel very very lucky and fortunate to get a point there. But just to yeah, De Bruyne. By the way, I really enjoyed watching him play. Um, yeah. This week, I mean, he's silky smooth too. The way that he operates is beautiful. The cr- the crosses that he puts in, I just, I'm I'm yelling 
fuck at the same time as I'm yelling damn. Like the stats it's, on crosses yeah. do not apply to Kevin De Bruyne. His point, his passes are on point. Very impressive. I thought Silva, Bernardo Silva was outstanding. Um, their whole team, yeah, is amazing. But to be fair, uh, we were clinical. We were more clinical than they were. And VAR, uh, my lord, VAR. But Lamella's goal was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, he well didn't taken. Get enough credit on the broadcast for that goal. That was a nice goal. It's because they're too busy, busy sucking pep in City's dick every chance they get, which they. Everyone's shitting on that shit. goal. That was a nice little goal. Flicked it around the defender. He Beautiful. saw that the goalie didn't have the spot. Like that was a nice goal. The the Absolutely. awareness. Like he picked his head up and saw Ederson out of position. Yeah. And yep. and like yeah, it's. It's a beautiful little shot. It's not like you know, like a world beater, like sure. crazy goal. But like that, the intelligence of Lamella to recognize that in that moment and make that quick decision and just place it right where it needed to go. That was a really, really good goal, yeah. especially after they just gave up one. You know, just took the to yeah. stop stop the machine from rolling too quickly before you it know. evoked uh, yes. Champions League feelings again, which is still kind of like a recent battle. You know, <laughs> yes. absolutely so we kept them out of the freaking semifinals, like. It's like, yep. yes, we're doing it again. You can feel the entire air being sucked out of the stadium. And then Mora coming on, and Pochettino wanted to make sure he was on for the corner. Um, the ref was asking him whether or not he wanted him to come on, the substitute, and so he took the opportunity to get him on. So he's on the field for 14 seconds, <laughs> leaps into the air, and Mora scores big goals in big games. I know, Micah, you were asking me about, hey, how can we make sure that he's – Getting playing time because he he's he's effective um, in in yeah. recent recent Cause, cause weeks. Sonny and Deli Alley have been out, so like, yes, we've got a lot of talent up there. All of a sudden, it's nice and it's great to get a point on uh, you know unbeaten after two as as our United. Uh, we both squads, Roosters and Devils, should feel just fine. I think about the start. I, and actually, I, go I would be I would be remiss if I don't push one of you. I don't need you guys. If you guys don't want to answer, I get it. But like. What is your honest opinion about the VAR taking that goal away? Like it doesn't matter. There's no wrong answer here. I just don't. I'd, I think the uh, I will. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I I, I feel uh, I feel the same way that I feel about the Musa Sissoko 40 seconds into the Champions League final um, handball, which is according to the rules, that's what should be done. Um, I look at Sissoko's just like I look at this one and go, it didn't fucking matter. Um, it's not important, and Sissoko's wasn't a goal, of course, but um, it's a it's according to the rules, yeah. and the rules. The irony, the irony is though the the Urente goal, and I tweeted this out from Nico De Gallo, was the same thing, arm yep. in. So like the irony of the goal, I I don't know. I I hate VAR. I hate it. Um, um, get over it. I know I have it's to here. get over it, and yeah, I will, get over it. And I'm it, it, I'm still some... Premier League. Just know that at some point, at some point, you know, this, like, this, yeah, this, like, quote-unquote helped you, (laughs) sorry, quote-unquote helped you, like, today, helping is not even a fair word, it, it, you know, took the the letter of the the law, it was the right call, like, Man City fans crying about it. At some Shut point, up. at some point, it's going to happen to every team in the Premier League this year. Yeah. And, and then people just adapt and get used to it. That's the way it is. But I just I, I do miss the old spirit of just like human error and like in the moment because I do think ah, it's a t- little sucky when you think a goal oh we have to check VAR instead of 
I don't know, the full I, celebration of old is just... I'm just this an is old a, man now. This is a really old reference, but you should ask Irish fans how they feel about handballs and goals, because uh, um, Thierry Henry scored a that handball goal in a World Cup qualifier that got France in past Ireland into the World Cup. Like That, that was the I mean, one where he took his left arm and kept it from it going bad. out of bounds, right? Yeah. Yep. And then put it in? Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was very bad. Like so, like those are the, yeah. those are the ones that you know, in theory, they're trying to eliminate, right? Like, uh, and unfortunately, stuff like that happened with Laporte. Like, it's the by the letter laws, the same thing. But it, you, if you look at it, he's not even looking. He's just like barreling into a guy and it happened to hit him. But that's the that's the, that's the rule. So, um, yep. that's, yeah. You know, the problem is the public crucifies crucified refs with video replay, like before there was video replay in the game. So everyone's like, how did you fucking miss that if, call? But really, it's just a human being doing the best they could. They couldn't right. see it. So then I mean, it's our fault there's VAR. Man, Man City fans calling refs or anybody else crooked when they got off with a 300,000-pound fine for cheating the same way Chelsea did. Uh, that's, I mean, we can talk about crooked. We can define it by what crooked actually means. But How much was Chelsea's fine? They didn't get. Uh, I don't know what their total fine was, but they got a two two they got a ban. window transfer ban, like yeah. which is crazy. Huge. I'm just yeah. wondering if they had more money to offer. Like, with the I'm answer. sure that they did, City. Like three hundred thousand sure pounds. Did. Like I think that yeah, like FIFA. that dude, he probably paid that in cash, like from his wallet. Like that's how much money he had, like just lying around to pay that fee. So. No doubt. The other thing on the goal, by the way. Um, so I was watching from beautiful Ludington, Michigan, out on Lake Hamlin. And uh, my mom was mad because I was streaming the entire match in a be- on a beautiful day, but I had to watch. And when Sterling, uh, yeah, Sterling scored the the goal to go ahead, I I quick just shut off my phone and I threw it into the boat actually. Um, and then after like thirty seconds, it's like ah, there's still like two minutes of stoppage time left. I got I gotta watch the end. I gotta watch the end. And I came back and it was two two. I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked at a replay on Twitter real quick, and I thought that the call was that he was off sides. Because Sterling, when it strikes Laporte, is off, way off. And so my well, thing is, all right, handball, but how does that work, Jim? That's my my question, well, I guess. Do you, do you mean you mean Jesus? Like Jesus is the one that struck. Are you talking mm. about where Sterling was? Thank you. No, Jesus. Where where okay. Jesus was? Yeah, he was off. Um, but he didn't play the ball. It would, would be your argument, I, right? I, I did. I did see it. Like the so the this is where it would change. If he was like if he was in offside position. And it went off a defender, and he comes back and gets it. No problem. Yep. If it if he's in offside position, and goes off the port, which is what they called, yep. um, and he touches it, then he's offsides. <laughs> yep. But I don't like. Uh, I I would have to watch the replay again because I didn't even look at the offsides. Like I know I knew it was close. I know what you're talking about, but um, it wasn't close when it hit him. He was he was like three feet off. Um, yeah, so that's man. that's why I thought I'm like, oh, obviously he's way off when it strikes the city player there, yeah. but. So yeah, that at any rate, be, that could be a good point. Yeah. VAR, my lord, VAR, yeah, VAR. You know what? Fuck city. Fuck city <laughs> all around. We'll take the point. So, should we look forward to match day three? Oh uh, yeah, while we're while we're talking about it, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just looking at the schedule real quick, the one that's juiciest to me is Anfield Arsenal traveling to Anfield on Saturday at twelve thirty. Oh yeah, Brad. There was a there was an article that I read today on your favorite news network, ESPN, talking about how uh, after two after two weeks, Arsenal is clearly the favorite over Tottenham. Oh my uh, god! 
Oh, I hate them so much. I would hate them if they wrote that about Spurs over Arsenal. Like, they are the worst clickbait horrors on the planet. Okay, sorry. Oh, absolutely. You know what's crazy? Those two are the only two teams with two wins. Top of the table bash. That's true. I like it. Let's up the Reds, baby. Up the fucking Reds. And I wrote this point earlier. We were talking about, you know, being disappointed with ties, but... Up until recently, like the points they were scoring in the Premier League since I've been watching to win the league are insanely high. Didn't Leicester win with like eighty two? Maybe less. I think it was less than that. I think they were. Yeah. In the What's 70s. the average winner for Premier League? I bet it's like eighty second. to ninety. Eighty? Eighty, Jim? Oh, yeah. yeah, if you if you scored eighty in like, you know like if you had eighty points like the last uh, you know, twenty years, like you're probably winning it most of the time. Yeah. Um, That's it, cool. Yeah. And so let's. I think that I think that it should be closer to that this season. I don't. I don't think you're going to see the record totals as good as Liverpool and City are. Like I think that there's more parity um, yeah. amongst some of the teams. You know, six through ten this year, they're going to be able to take some uh, chunks off of the, some of the higher teams. Real quick, top five point seasons ever in the Premier League: Chelsea 05-06, Jose Mourinho. Shout out Jose Mourinho. Ninety-one uh, points. Ninety-one points. Fourth place, United, 91 points in 1990. Um, Chelsea, 2016-17, 93 points. Chelsea, 04 95 points. And the highest, of course, was last year uh, with 100. So, I mean, if you're, that, if you're over 90, you're just, done. And you're winning. And that's just winning the league. I mean, we're not even throwing in the... Well, it's so City, crazy to City, me. Cause... City should be up there twice, right? Because I think they've gotten 100 yeah. in, like, 99 over the, yeah. like, the last two seasons. They should. I don't know how recent this article is, but it says yeah. Chelsea's number two of 95. They did two yeah. years in a row. Yeah. So Very it, cool. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like, City obviously has been a machine the last two years. The Liverpool was at, what, 98, and they didn't win, yeah. um, which is crazy. I think that there's going to be some good teams, but I think I you're going to be – I want it to be less like that. I'm looking forward like, to maybe a season when it's like that. I think mid-80s to, you know, mid-80s to right around 90 should be the winner this year, but – uh, we have so much time to go. Oh, no, we have Same so time. much time to go. Yeah. Oh, and, and as, is, as far as this weekend goes, go Gunners. Fuck Liverpool. Oh, Jim. I'm Let's bet on the game. On that. Is that bad? That's terrible to say as a, as a Tottenham fan, but, like, I'm sick of Liverpool and Man City winning. Sick of it. <laughs> up the Reds. Up the Reds. Oh, no. Go to hell, Arsenal. Oh, so, no. otherwise... We've got really not a lot of interest for Roosters or Devils. Norwich, uh, Chelsea's the early game at 7.30. I always catch the early game. Like, that's my thing. Saturday morning, 7.30 game, I always watch it. It's fantastic to wake up to. Yeah. Chelsea traveling to Land of the Canaries. Are they? That's a long trip. Long yeah. trip for Frank Lampard, you little bitch. I would love to see him not get another win. It would actually make me very happy. Fired by Christmas. No I don't way. think they'll fire him by Christmas. No. I think they'll no we'll ride give him the out season. his death. Unless he's like relegation battle. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd that be fun be to see. Fun. The I year that Chelsea, Jim, the year, what was it, three years ago, that Chelsea was like 10th or 8th. It was so the great. Year, yeah, and they'd won the, cha- the the Premier League the season before. Yes. Yeah, they, that yeah. felt good. Felt good for me. Wolves against Burley, United Palace, Spurs, Newcastle. Nothing really that interesting. United, Edel, Trafford, and Spurs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Watford, West Ham. I'm kind of weirdly intrigued by that one. I don't know why. Watford stinks. They're in last. Well, I think they're starting it's out It's two slow. weeks. Yeah. 
And we I play uh, Newcastle Tottenham. Newcastle Tottenham, eleven thirty Sunday, which is I like that matchup. Watch some Almiron. Oh, is the is the United game on Saturday this week? Yeah, it is ten o'clock a.m. Um, I like uh, uh, Leicester traveling to Sheffield. Ooh. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, interesting. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be fun. Leicester, I think, is good. I think Leicester's gonna be. I mean, like I know people. It's not like a. It's not a hot take by any means. I think people have been talking about it all preseason, but I like what Leicester's put together. I love Yuri Telemans. Um, I I'm so jealous that we didn't buy him at United. But Imagine if they had old Slabhead over there still. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're like, ah, oh, we don't even miss him. That's what yeah. they say. Villa Everton. That's Villa a good Everton. one. Villa's got to do yeah. something. I think we've said it on the pod before. Like they're just kind of boring, or I don't know what it is, but I don't like watching Everton. I think they have That's some fair. exciting pieces. Like I like Richarlison. I think he's a good player. Um, Bernard. You know, I, I'm still, I'm, yeah, I'm still waiting to see, uh, you know, Keane make his debut. I think I talked about him you know, after Everton got him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Moist after Everton Keen. got him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. I think he's a huge steal for them. So I think he's just getting, you know, used to the team. But, you know, running Keane up top there with Richarlison, like, is, is pretty lethal. Um, I'm not throwing a Wolby in there as a, as a third person. But he's not, he's not a bad player. I think he'll be. Um, a good foil for those other two. So um, I think everything could be more exciting, you know, as, as they start to get some of these guys going. Um, they always spend big. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't hate Everton by any means. Sure. Brighton, Southampton. <laughs> I, I just can't get into Brighton. Seagulls, man. Yeah. Southampton's an early relegation pick for sure. It's so early. It's so early. So early, well, but it is. So I mean, early. everyone was shitting you on Brighton, Brighton three weeks ago, and now they're now they're like, "Oh, Brighton looks pretty darn good." Like, I think that you'll probably see them come back to earth. But you know, to get get points while you can, it's it's huge, especially when it comes to the relegation battle. You know, I watched an English football championship battle the other day: Fulham, Huddersfield, and Knocker is a Fulham player, and it was just yeah. like Knocker. He's out of Brighton. We'll leave him alone. He's a seagull. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, yeah, he's, yeah. While we're doing uh, early season bullshit, because, again, this is like, uh, I, just, I just hate ESPN so much. I heard, like, best case, worst case for each team on radio talk radio today. It's just <laughs> awful for the NFL. <laughs> Fucking horse. Um, the, season, the seasons are over already. They, they know everything that's going to yeah. happen. For everything in the highest parity league like ever they know what's gonna happen um you mean mls highest parity league yeah Alexi Lyle said that. Oh, so tied for the lead with regard to the golden boot tied for the lead team Upuki, four goals <laughs> yes let's go hat trick four goals he scored a man. hat trick in a second premier league game that's that's nice there's no way he doesn't get to 15, and that's a successful season, first year in the Premier League, right? He only needs nine more. I, think I mean, he had, he had 29 in the championship last yeah. year. Yeah, that's a lot of goals. It's carrying over, man. It's carrying over. Let's so, go. I, Ashley I Barnes in third. Three Ashley goals. Barnes. Ashley oh, fucking Barnes. Oh yeah, is, Burnley, right? Is yeah. there a more British team than Burnley? Like the Ogres? Yeah, just a bunch of bruisers. Like a like. I think Sheffield's very British. Very. They're like the, 
they're like that pub team that no one wants to play because they're gonna kick the shit out of your ankles. Like they always <laughs> yeah. win, but no one likes them, and you're just like fuck those guys. Yeah, that's what Burnley is. <laughs> was Ashton Barnes a former Man U player? No, I don't know. Damn. I don't think that's true. No. De Bruyne is winning the assist battle, battle so far. Surprise. Uh, yes, he's the best player in the Premier League. You know, actually, Sheffield United's <laughs> Sheffield United starting lineups only English, Ireland, and Scottish boys. That's it. Yeah. Wow. All UK. Wow. Uh, the only red card in the league so far: Morgan Schneiderlin, Everton. Yeah, week, week <laughs> one, baby. Our good yeah, old week red one. card. Yeah, I saw yeah. Modric got a red card in his first game. Did you? I can't imagine oh, that man. little little sucker getting a first uh, a red card in a little league. Game. How could he even hurt anyone? You know? I know. He's like a pipsqueak. He is a pipsqueak. He's the epitome oh, of a pipsqueak. Until he leaves, American goes straight red. I believe. Because they yeah straight red straight red. I didn't see you with the foul. I just saw that he had a red. Wow. Wandering, wandering into La Liga, uh, just quick mention, uh, Coutinho going on loan to Bayern. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 120 million option to buy. That's yeah. large. I bet you they don't exercise it. Uh, I bet you he plays for his one season. He looks happy. Good for him. Here's the thing, him. like, he's, 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 a, what, he's going to be 28 this season? Like, if you buy a player for 120 million who's 28 years old, you'll never see an ROI on that like you're mental I mean, other than you're mental yeah I've I mean, got a uh, naivety naivete question about him where did he play before Barcelona Liverpool oh, yeah um, and they sold the, him the that financed their entire rebuild quote unquote rebuild yeah he, he got sold the year before you started watching um, yeah. but yeah he so he'd been around for a while um, he came like he played at Inter um, before that. Do you, do you know where he played before that, Jim? You know who coached him when he first broke into any level es, of first es, team football? Espanol. At Espanol. Spain with. Do you know Port, who was the manager? Pochettino. Yes, I, I heard. Yeah. Sorry. I heard, but I think no. I, I you know I I heard that when they were talking about the connections with Tottenham. Um, but I think that you know ultimately, at that at twenty eight, and I don't fault him for that. The wage back he's asking for. Is outside of the structure, even on a loan, is outside of the structure for Tottenham. So oh, no doubt. That it, no doubt. I'm not surprised they didn't make that move, even if it would have fit, you know, quality wise. But I think, you know, we'll see um, probably another couple of weeks here. We'll see Lo Celso once he's, you know, getting into game shape and ready to go. I think that um, he'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Long season, boys. So, so um, there is still a short amount of time. I think Italy closes August 23. I just randomly popped into my head, but there is still time for business outgoing from the Premier League. Is there anything from a United perspective, Jim, that you would keep your eye on, or is the door closed at this I, point? I heard Manmez. It rhymes with Manmez is going to enter. Yeah, who's going to enter? I don't know who that is. Alexis Sanchez. Oh, uh, Alexis Sanchez. I don't think so. I think yeah, that, right. You know, I think that, yeah. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think that he's gonna probably, he'll you'll see him in like, the League Cup or FA Cup type games. Um, if he can himself back into form, he's basically like a backup striker for Rashford. You know, for five hundred thousand pounds. Oh, that's the that's the kicker. That's he's such kicker. an arse. 
You guys shouldn't yeah. buy anything from the Yorks. You're yeah. just sucking straight out of the boat. No, no, that's not true. We we sniped, we sniped Robin Van Persie and he helped us win the Premier League. So I'm. He was so good. Yeah, he's. His fantastic. Netherlands 2014 header goal the header. was the most amazing Jesus Christ Essien goal I've ever seen him. It, it was, was it Jesus was Christ like. Yeah. Yes, it was beautiful. Um, no, but as far as guys going out, I think that really maybe. <laughs> Mateo Darmian <laughs> or oh, Marcus Rojo would be the two. But Rojo. Um, I, don't, I don't see him going anywhere. Means can you just in the Liga. Yeah, can you just reference um, Mason Greenwood every episode so I can say his name? Oh, I oh, we're talking it. about Mason I love Greenwood. Saying it. Now, now until the end of time, will I be referencing Mason Greenwood? Excellent. He's, uh, he's Excellent. A fantastic player. I got a quick, uh, quick hitting Champions League update for you guys. Champions League is underway. Love it. Ajax tied in their first leg to a team that I've never heard of. Was it a Greek team? Was it Apollo Nicosia? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know where they're from. But they tied first leg, so. They're in a battle, but Sergino Dest did get into the game again. So he played another Champions League. Shout out U.S. Men's National Team. Awesome. We have a, we have a guy, a right back starting on Ajax. Go USMNT. That's great. That is great. Oh, yeah. That is good. That's and good to Greek. Hear. It's a Greek team. Apollo Nicosia. Apollo. Yeah. I was right. So, Maiko. She's um, a Man City fan on the what? line. Yeah, it is not like Greek soccer. What <laughs> stage is the Champions League at right now, Michael? Um, we're we're, I think this is the last games before the group, uh, lotto. And what is that? That's the final group lotto. Yeah, uh, I think it's August 29th Is what I heard. The the uh, sorry, group draw. I believe it's called not lotto. So you make it. So you make it in uh, to the main tournament. Yes. If you yes. if you and get through. Uh, yeah. I think it's either six or eight teams left. I'm not entirely sure, but very cool. I uh, always Club I think Bruges that's a riot. and Ajax are the only teams I recognize. Speaking of Club Bruges, it looks like Victor Wanyama maybe, 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 maybe um, making a move. We also saw uh, Georgie and Kudu go off on loan. It looks like uh, Happy one. Trails. Yeah. Um, um, and then, of yeah. course, Erickson's still sitting out there. Doesn't look like he's that interested. I thought played like dog shit against City, although there's no space or time to even use the ball, so it's hard yeah. to fault him. He needs but, time and space. Yeah, it doesn't look like you know how I feel he's going to sign a new contract. A long rant about him last week. I don't think he's going to sign a new contract. doesn't look like it to me, and so I think, I think he's going to stay and just kind of bitch his way through the season in his quiet Dane way and, and, then, and then be on his way and out of free. he great things <laughs> I don't. I don't have any doubt that Erickson will play as hard as he can for the year. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like too. He, you know, he he said he only has three teams he would go to: um, Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Juventus. So. Yeah. And you know, I'm, when hearing, you, I'm hearing renewed Real interest at like sixty million euro, but I don't know how valid yeah. that source is. The the problem is right. Modric is still there and. Still outstanding. So Luka Modric, I mean, you're not going to come in and and take his spot necessarily. So so does that make sense for them? And then the other thing is I next year. I think it year, does because they're fighting on two fronts. Like Real is always fighting hard on a Champions League front. So I think to have a player 
you know, Modric is getting older, so if Real had Eriksen to slot in there, like they could fight on two fronts in a valid way, you know? Could be. Could be. Uh, I think the other thing is next summer, I don't know if they would be going, you know, well, I guess on a free, that would be good, but they're going to be looking at Pogba, of course, uh, next summer. Right, Jim? Uh, I think so, and that's that's yeah. okay. Like, yeah, staying. Congratulations. For this year. Yeah, for this season. He still has two years on his deal, right? Yeah, but I, you know, I think that like, lots of money. I I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, they they had a heart to heart with him and said, "Listen, we as an organization can't afford to lose you this year." Um, you know, we're still whatever, Man like, United. Well, and he has love Get for your him. head like, around he that, you bitch. He came through their youth system, like so. He's been part of the setup for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of people there that that he loves, like that are part of the organization. And I think they said, like, basically what they told Ronaldo, um, like, you guys probably don't remember this, but, like, Ronaldo wanted to go to Real Madrid. They kept him for one more year, and then they made a good faith, sold him, you know, right next summer. Didn't fight it, sold him. I think that's kind of probably what you're going to see with Pogba is they said, listen, like, give us what you got. You know, we'll you know, we'll respect you this season. And at the, you know, at the end of the season, no matter what happens, we'll make a good faith sale um, if you want to go to, go to Madrid. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so we got uh, the twenty third for the Italian league, and I think the other ones are a couple days after that. So I think it'll September, be interesting to see what happens. September second is September second, I believe, is, is Spain's. Um, okay. Pochettino was very against the early closing of the English window, which I don't know. It does seem like should they extend it? Yeah, but right. I I go the way that they've went, which it's only been what Jim two years that they've had this it's change. Second season, yeah. There you go, and and I hated it when when you'd have a player join after you start your seasons, your season, your Premier League season. You get a player like match day four. It's uh, yeah. I think it's disruptive, but the problem is the cross reference with the other leagues, obviously. So I, I can dig it um, either way, I suppose. I think they were probably trying to set like a precedent, but you know, I think the the thing that sucks is you look at a team like Liverpool, who obviously would go out and get a different keeper. Um, you know, having Adrian is he's not a bad deputy, um, but he almost got hurt uh, in that celebration yeah. by a fan. But yeah, if he if he had missed any time, the only thing, the only guy they had, the only senior guy they had was the guy that they just signed on a free transfer when Allison got hurt. So, <laughs> you know, teams like that, you see. You know, losing some depth quickly at a major position. There's nothing you can do to go out and and build reinforcements for that. And and also, like from a club standpoint, there might be somebody that you want to move on, um, but you you can't sign the replacement until that person moves on. Well, now, like you know, what are you supposed to do if the window's already closed, but the opportunity comes to sell them? Like you do want to sell them, but now there's nothing you can do to you know help your squad depth. So I think from a business point, that Premier League's putting themselves in a tough spot. But I, I like the idea that, like to Tyndall's point, like that you're not adding players, um, or that it takes away from the games because I think that was the other thing too is they said that you know, for a month yeah. you know we have games yeah. going on but no one cares about that. The only questions they get after the game is not what do you think about tactics. It's like who are you going to sign to make it make it better. And now that conversation is completely out the door because the window's closed. And there's nothing you can do about it. So That's I think nice. that, so I think from that standpoint I like it. Um, but there's pros yeah. and cons. 
And, and yeah. you know, I don't think Tottenham would have signed like Lo Celso and Cesegon or you know, at this point if the transfer window was still like three or four weeks away because oh, they want to no win chance. At the end. No yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, quick, interesting boys. Quick shout out to the Wolves who are still in Europa League Europa League qualifying. They played Torino, Serie A squad and and I think they are I think this is their last game before Europa League. Um, to get draws, into the group stage. Yeah, yeah, into the group stage. So we'll Go keep Wolves. an eye on that. Um, man, you will then enter the picture for Europa League. Ah, yay. Woo. Sorry. Had to no, point fine. that. Last time, last time we were in the Europa League, we won it. Yes. Shout out, shout out Jose Mourinho. <laughs> hey, did you see the video of him crying? He wasn't even yeah. crying. That's overhyped, dude. He wasn't even crying. He may, I don't know, his voice chokes up a little. Uh, and I loved it. I love any any Jose content you want to feed me, I'm going to eat it. Oh, <laughs> well, you, you, you need to watch, what is it, like, uh, um, with our gold package, right? The NBC gold package, we get, like, yes. Sky Sports. Uh, you can catch him on Sky Sports. He's a pundit for them, so. Um, soak it up, Micah. You can see, you can see his, 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 his hot takes every day. <laughs> Oh, Speaking yeah. of uh, washed-up managers getting onto uh, pregame and commentary shows, fucker Meyer. <laughs> He'll be back. He's a former. He's he's, he's on Fox Sports' new uh, pregame or uh, Saturday show. Fuck Why him. is he not the coach of Ohio? Getting State paid millions of dollars. Remember? Oh, he fucked up. How? He retired. Uh, Zach Smith. Yeah, Zach Smith, his, one of his assistants, was, like, abusing his wife for many years, and Urban Meyer knew about it and didn't do things. And then he lied incrementally about all these, you know, not knowing about it um, and all this other stuff. And Ohio State's board just completely covered his ass, just completely. Yeah. It was like cool. all this – the public eye was on the whole thing, and they – they just covered. They were like, "No problem. No, we didn't find anything wrong. Independent of it, investigation." I'm no- gonna play a little devils, and I'm talking about the devils after you. <laughs> it's someone's personal life. Like I don't know my coworker's personal life. How much did it's Urban a, Meyer it's, really there's know? A, that? There's a there's a there's a there's a code of ethics that you have to like adhere to when you work for these universities, and that's. That's kind of the point. Oh, right? like the like NCAA is a code of ethics organization. Correct. Just Absolutely. Fuck exactly, that. exactly the same. No, I think that the the point is like, if you're, um, they just put it out there for the the um, you know, court of public opinion to basically destroy him and and that's that's fine. It didn't change what they did on the field by by any yeah. means. Yeah. Um, which is why Ohio State covered his ass is because Ohio State was still winning football games. Um, I think there's got to be like a certain there's a there, there's got to be like a certain level where the university gets beat up by off-field stuff before they do anything like see Art Bryles or see Rick Pitino. Oh my god! Um, yeah. but Rick yeah, Rick Pitino is a sleazeball. He's the devil. He, he is, is the, devil. the devil. He looks like the devil. He he's, does. He's, he's not a devil. He's a fucking vampire, dude. That dude <laughs> hasn't, aged, <laughs> hasn't aged a day in years. Like I think he wakes up from That's his crypt so like. Oh, he's no even doubt. pale. He definitely yeah, he is. Blood. Well, yeah. I think we're into rant mode at this point. Getting into <laughs> getting way off. Getting into this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You guys got anything for this week? Anything pointed? Yeah, I've got something pointed. Let's go, Michael. 
um, the MLS, the Ponzi scheme of soccer leagues has added a new investment <laughs> club into their portfolio for $200 million, The city of St. Louis is now awarded a major league soccer team. Congratulations to St. Louis. Michael, did you hear their sponsors, Amway? Oh, Damn. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. No, no. <laughs> that would be I just wanted to, I just wanted to piggyback on your, on your pyramid scheme. You should have let it go. That's good. <laughs> but That's really honestly, good. The MLS is designed <laughs> like the United States social security system. Current members getting money are paying into the system. New, new organizations are paying money. That's why the league is solvent and making money because the fees are so fucking high. But the next generation is going to be left trying to figure out a solution. I'm not saying the MLS won't figure out a solution. I'm not saying our generation won't figure out a social security solution. But it's fucked up. The league's just getting, it's just getting money from expansion fees. Fuck St. Louis and fuck that team. <laughs> Interesting. Not sustainable, says Micah. Maybe it is. I don't know. Jim, what do you got, Jim? Oh, it's nothing like that. I mean, just a piggyback. <laughs> it's tough it to is, follow. It is, it is painful. Fuck St. Louis! But, Such a bitches! <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. Legally, franchise uh, the franchise fees are, uh, are what legally prevents the league from having a pro-rail system because they bought into that. Um, just give me so, one more reason. <laughs> just, just, just to attack on. Uh... No, I don't have anything pointed. Um, I don't know. Come back to me, Bradley. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't have anything too crazy for for this week other than just stating the joy that the Premier League brings us. Um, it, it doesn't have to be City Spurs. It can be, we are talking about Brighton and, uh, who out, help me, who was it that they're playing this week? Um, I forget. Brighton and no, not Newcastle. Spurs and Newcastle. But oh. I guess my point is Watford. You know, Watford Everton, um, Southampton, Burnley. Those can be matches that you still, still, it's tolerable. It's not just background noise. You actually do want to watch. And I think that I don't know. The Premier League is you. You just need one moment of magic, and you can always get that in any Premier League match. You can get a moment of magic, um, and that's why it's worth watching. So enjoy right the first two match days. Brighton, Southampton. Brighton, Southampton. There you go. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. But I probably, you know, if I'm at home, I'm going to have that on the tube. I might be walking around the house, but I'll have it on. I'll have you know, it on. I've got telework day tomorrow, and I might have to throw on some English football, English League championship. There's like four, five, six, seven games tomorrow in the championship. They, they uh... That More is games. One, no? That is one selling point for me to get ESPN Plus back because I do enjoy watching championship games and I'll have some on there. So yeah. Uh, Actually, we have a uh, former Premier League battle: Cardiff versus Huddersfield at two forty-five. So Neil Warnock. Um, I'll probably throw Neil. <laughs> Let's go, Neil. Although Fulham Millwall is also intriguing. I don't know. Oh, that is a fun one. That's uh, those are both. Is Millwall That's London, Jim? No, they're not. Uh, yeah. No, they're not. Oh, no, they are. I don't know. I can't remember. There's Swansea. I, I assume. I assume that they're all in, in London at this point. No doubt. I don't know where Millwall is. Yeah. Swansea uh, QPR is another interesting one. Absolutely. So, I'll throw that on telework day post show. Fun. Plus. Jimmy, wrap us. Bring us home, Jim. What do you got? 
Oh, the uh, so in my ongoing effort to to try and get on board with American soccer and MLS, um, I follow. <laughs> so painful. I, you can hear the pain. I, in his I voice. follow. I follow. <laughs> I follow MLS, and I just wanted Have you to pick the team. To, I can't. We gotta pick teams. Like I think we do. I don't like. I don't think it works though. It doesn't work that way. Like not in MLS. Like it has to be like your hometown city. And since like we had like a fucking joke of a bid in Detroit, like I, there's nothing I can get on board with. I, I I refuse for the life of me to ever cheer for any Chicago team. Amen. Um, and Amen, just ab- like just awful. But uh, uh you know yeah, I don't want to. It's gotta wanna... be geogra- yeah, geography. Yes, and there's there's nobody close. I'm not going to Cincinnati. I'm not going to Columbus. Like that's just no. Ohio. No, I like honestly, I would love to go to Minnesota. You know that we didn't get to have that story last week, but that stadium is beautiful. Anyway, so the point I was gonna say is I follow MLS, and to Bradley's point, like you can turn on any game of the Premier League, and, and you can catch like, you know, good soccer moments of, of beauty. Um, I find more beauty watching those games than I do watching the six-minute highlight package of all the goals from MLS for the entire week because they put out a video every week. Here's all the goals. Like, not even here's awesome goals or here's a great one. Here are all of them. Because somewhere in there, maybe you'll find some enjoyment. And those alone still don't capture my attention. Like, like I, I have tried to turn on MLS game or, like, if it's on, I'll try to watch it. And it's so bad. It's so bad. And I don't, like, and I get it. It's lower level. And, you know, I watch the championship, and championship isn't always great. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe my bias is 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 really what's preventing me from liking it. But it's 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 not just the game. It's the refereeing is awful. The the VAR review stops and kills the momentum. And there are fun moments like in you know like we we talked about the Ibrahimovic. We didn't get into the conversation tonight, but the Puskas announced Ibrahimovic's goal. His 500th goal wasn't uh, up there for. He uh, got Puskas MLS on the Puskas. Absolutely, and that like that was a cool goal, and there are moments like that, I guess. But e, to bro. wade, to, like to the the shit you have to wade through to get to those moments is is still too much for me to swallow. And as, as long as they continue to add expansion teams oh. that dilutes an that dilutes an already bad player pool, it's it's not going to get any better for for a while. That's a great um, point too. I didn't even think of that factor that it dilutes the player pool. No swallowing shit for Jim. And you mentioned the Puskas. I have to absolutely mention the travesty that that Cameroon women's national team goal is one of the top ten goals. It is, is not there, a good goal at was all. There, it's was a there very context, pedestrian goal. Was there context for it, though? Because I didn't look at any of the context. Like, because... I don't know if they take that into consideration. What's like, it mean won, for that team? They won the championship or uh, something on that game. They won the African Cup of Nations. No, or it was the Women's World Cup. And she, I, don't get me wrong, she made was it two was it Cameroon's first goal ever moves. in the World Cup? Doubtful. It was a nice maybe, finish, though. Maybe. It was a nice finish. It was a nice finish. It was a nice finish. Don't it was get a nice wrong, finish, but it was not top ten. If you're talking about pure aesthetics. yeah, that's insane. That's it's, truly it's, insane. Well. I agree, Michael. But I like I would argue, and I don't know. I'm guessing it's contextual. That that's the only thing that I can think of. Because you're right. Like I've seen way better women's goals just in the World Cup alone 
than that one. I think it's got to be contextual. I think that might have been their first goal ever in the World Cup play or something like that. It's so, like Bruce Jenner yeah, getting Caitlyn Jenner getting uh, Person of the Year. That's what it's like. And score. They score. They score a goal. Yep, they scored nine in 2015. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this don't goal know was bullshit. Fuck that goal. <laughs> it was I, a I nice goal. Delhi Alley had at least like the little flick. Oh, over. the flick goal is like, oh my that god. That was ten oh times better. I've seen. It's, I've seen eighty goals better than it, that goal. And I, don't get me wrong, it, the other two women's goals were great goals. Is it? Although, it, it does it does it even matter though? Because if anyone watched that messy chip shot, like. Mm. What aesthetically was more pleasing than that just like one time gentle flurry? The Palace goal was very nice. Oh, the Palace goal was good. Yeah. The RB Leipzig goal was also just. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a good goal. That's a fun goal. That was a fun goal. I had two rants tonight. Townsend's. Townsend's would be the only one that that I think could beat Messi's. Anyways, that's all I had. You found Giuseppe Rossi. He I did, did. find. I sent it to you. He's a free agent. He's only 32. I think that the hardest thing for him, I don't think he'll ever play in the, in the MLS because he got shit on so hard by American fans when he chose Italy over the United States. Like, I think that's what would keep him from playing. Do American the fans States. even really care about stuff? They'll take him back. Yeah, they'll take him back. <laughs> Come on back. Come on. Can you switch dual nationalities? We don't care. Oh, golly. Oh, golly. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that was Fade good. Fade to black. Base cadets pull out. Ah, oh, let me tell you a story about the Roosters that played a scene. Three friends, top base cadets, begin interact. About for me, I should have pulled out. And you, space the cadets. Listener. Hello, pull out. Space cadets pull out.